Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 49 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Now, I have a very interesting guest on the show today. In fact, he earns $2,253 an hour by having other people do most of the work for him. And get this, he only works 17 hours a week. Tim Ferriss will be very disappointed. Today, I'll be picking the brain of John Jonas. John is the founder of on, uh, onlinejobs.ph, which is the largest marketplace for finding Filipino workers with over 150,000 Filipino workers on their database to date. He is also the founder of Replace Myself, a site that teaches you everything you need to know about outsourcing to the Philippines. John, welcome to the show and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Thanks for having me, Daniel. <laughs> now, my, I'm my not sure that Tim Ferriss would actually be disappointed with no? me. Really? Okay, well, we'll get... Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> a four-hour work was a nice theory. Uh -huh. I think he did it for a little bit, but I think he works like 70 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, th I think anybody, anybody who's anybody knows that there's no way that guy works four hours a week. There's absolutely no chance, right? Yeah. But my first, so. my first question to you actually is, are you really John Jonas or are you one of his VAs in the Philippines? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that question. I actually get that asked of me a lot when people want to email me, like, Right. Am I going to get you or, or is this going to be one of your VAs? <laughs> right, right, right. And I always tell them, if you ask for me, you'll get me. Whether, whether it goes to one of my VAs or not, it's going to get to me if you ask for me. So. Eventually. <laughs> right, right. That's very cool. Now, before we get into um, how you earn so much and work so little, I, I would love to get to know really more about you, what you were like growing up. I mean, did you, did you used to outsource your homework? I mean, how, what was it like growing up? I'm I'm 38, so there was the internet wasn't there. Like we we got our first internet account in like '95, so I was a junior in high school, mm -hmm. or maybe probably starting starting my senior year. So there wasn't like the ability to do it, and I I always got good grades and did my work. So no, but <laughs> um, we were poor growing up, and my uncle was rich, hmm. and. And my uncle was a lawyer and my dad worked a job. So I always associated having a job with being poor. And, and so I always wanted to be a lawyer because my uncle was rich. And, mm. um, and I just knew I didn't want to be poor when right. I, when I grew up. So, um, I, I don't, I'm not a very good employee. I don't have it in me. I, if, if there's not an incentive for me to do well, like if I'm not going to make more money because I mm. do a good job, I, I'm not going to do a good job. Because yep. there's not an incentive for me. So, did you work for any companies before you started your own company? Did you have any experience with working for someone else? I worked for ten months out of college. That's the only job I've ever had. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I had job. I had jobs growing up, but like after college, when I graduated from BYU, that's the only job I ever had. And I, my only goal during that job was to quit. <laughs> that's brilliant. How? Old <laughs> and I'm a terrible you? employee. Like I said, it took me ten months. So, no, how old, how old were you when you then quit, when you quit the job and started your first business? Uh, 24. 
24. And what was the first, was the first business, the business you have today? No. So what I was doing then doesn't work today. Uh, It was kind of a get rich quick scheme that actually worked. No way. In the earlier days of the internet. And I didn't get rich doing it, but what I did see was it's possible to make money online. Mm. And, and we were very, very conservative. We didn't have any debt. Um, we owned a house, but we had a rental in the house. So we had a very low house payment. We didn't have any car payments or credit card payments or anything like that. And so, uh, I I was able to quit and take the risk. Mm -hmm. And, And as I saw, Oh, you can make money online. And I realized, Oh, what this, what I'm doing isn't going to last a long time. I just started learning more and I started seeking out more ways of, of making money and more understanding of how the internet worked and how making money online works and how traffic flows and how people sell. And I just started seeking that out mm-hmm. and it evolved. So right. what I so, do today, no, has nothing to do with what I did then. Hmm. So what was, what was, I, I guess, I want to get into how you got into the outsourcing business. But before we get there, were there other businesses that you started where you kind of felt that you were working too long, too many hours, and that's why you went into it? Well, that's exactly why. I, I, so as I was, all right, so I was running, a, I had tried hiring people in India for uh-huh. helping me build websites. And it okay. just was crappy for me. It didn't work. And, and I had the same problems most people have. Um, yeah, and I'm not going to get into it, but, uh, I tried hiring freelancers on, uh, Odesk or Elance. It was actually Elance. That was uh-huh. right when Odesk was starting. And this is before o- Odesk and Elance combined into Upwork, mm-hmm. but it's still the same. It's all exactly the same. It just didn't work for me because I wanted to outsource entire systems of my business and I couldn't with a freelancer. Like I, I could have someone for, so we were building affiliate sites and I could have someone write articles, but they would write the articles and that was all they would do because that's what they did. They're an article writer. And then they sent the articles to me mm-hmm. and then I had to do something with it. And I hated that. I didn't want to do something with them. I wanted to have someone else handle it. So, and, and all of the systems were like that, like SEO. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want someone to just do one thing and then hand it back to me. Or videos or whatever it was. It just didn't work for me to have a freelancer because it's like it's 100% turnover basically. And it just right. was hard for me. And you wanted to remove yourself from the equation completely basically. Yeah, in, in individual pieces, right? I didn't mm-hmm. want to like not be involved in the business. I just wanted to be the CEO Correct. or someone yep. else was doing the work. And as long as I was hiring freelancers, someone on Upwork, yep. I, I was still a grunt worker. Hmm. And, and I didn't like that. So I tried hiring local people. And it didn't work for me for two reasons. One, as soon as they realized what I was doing, their goal was to do it on their own. Mm, yeah. And, and, and so like they would quit. And I, I went through four different local people before I was like, this just isn't going to work. The other, the other side of it is one of them worked, but it was hard because if they weren't busy – hundred percent of the time it, it was, it was hard to justify their work mm-hmm. as a small business owner, just starting, you know, we're like, we're not super profitable. And I have this person at $12 an hour or $15 an hour. And yeah, plus you got to pay for their rent. Plus you got to pay for somewhere for them to sit. So you got to pay for rent. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it, yeah. it was just, it was stressful. Right. And mm-hmm. I was getting work done. It was good, but 
it added stress. It was just hard and it, it, it wasn't like, it's not very profitable, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like it cut margins down a ton. Right. Yeah. And I, I was just like, this isn't working for me. And I, I both times, well, all three times when I was with, with India, which with India, I, I, this didn't happen to me. This happened to a good friend of mine. He hired someone and they, and the first question they said was, what's your business model with this? <laughs> he was like, what, why does that matter to you? Oh, well, we just want to know. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, no, you want to steal my business. That's, you know, that, like that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. With freelancers, it didn't work for me. With local employees, it didn't work for me. And I just thought there's got to be something better. There's got to be another way. And, but I didn't know what it was. So one day, and this, it just happened to me that around the same time I was let, I, the, I was finding out that these local employees weren't working. I got a tip to go to the Philippines. And actually what, what it was, was the guy I was talking to said, Hey, when you're ready to start outsourcing some of this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, huh, really? Why? He said, yeah, because in India, when you tell them something and they say yes, that means, yes, I heard something come out of your mouth. <laughs> it doesn't mean, yes, I understood what you said. Right. <laughs> and my reaction to that was the same as yours. I laughed. Like, what? I, you know, I've never thought of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I never imagined that one country could be different than another for outsourcing. I just thought it was all the same. It was all hard and mm. babysitting and it didn't work very well. Right. And he gave me a reference to where I could hire someone full time and, and I didn't do it because it was, you know, like that was contrary to my experience where this is going to work really well. And he said it would. And so the really big difference when, so I ended up hiring someone, it took me a couple months to figure out, yes, okay, I'll try and hire someone full time because that was the really big difference mm-hmm. was he had given me a reference to where I could hire someone and I was hiring that person full time, like making a monthly commitment and so that person had a full-time job and I was their full-time job. How did you find them? Did you fly to the Philippines? Heck no. I've only been there once. I've had people working for me for 11 years. No over way. There. You're kidding me. And I've only been there once. Huh. Uh, and That's that once crazy. was on vacation. I took my family there for five weeks and we sat on the beach for five weeks. It was awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Um, so what, but, would you say, what would you say to people who are listening to this who who saying to themselves, but yeah, but it's a pain in the you-know-what to train someone who lives in a different country halfway across the globe, you know, on Skype. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? You got to train them in. Totally. It is a pain. But okay, so here's my experience. Here's what happened to me. I hired this guy and I could teach him how to do this whole system that I had tried getting these other people to do. Mm-hmm. And since it was his only job, it was his full-time job to work for me and only me, I could work through the problems and the difficulties with him and I could teach him the entire system. So he would write the content because his English was good. Mm-hmm. He could write the content. He could then take the content and post it on the websites that I, I told him to post it on. He, I could teach him how to make the links correct. And then he could do it again mm. and he could link from the new articles to the old articles and to our website and he could link to other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So – not only was I eliminating myself from the equation, but it was getting more in depth where mm. he was working for me month after month and he were wasn't working a, for other people. And so were you not afraid that he would leave? Like at any time you just suddenly say, hey, actually, I got a job somewhere else. So, yes, I was. Initially, I was. 
But, you know, I didn't know any different. And that was just something you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Turns out, and I, I had no idea, but that guy's still with me today, 11 years later. Nah, really? Uh, yeah. So it, when I hired him, he was making $250 a month for you full-time were, work. One second. So you were paying him $250 a month and he was doing unlimited amount of work for you? Like just... No. So, so here's what the way that I hired him was through a company. Mm. And this is, this is kind of what has changed over the years was I hired, this was, this was the only way there was at the time. Mm-hmm. A lot changes in 11 years with the internet, you know? Yeah. So I hired him through a company. I was paying them $750 a month. They were paying him $250 a month. What? Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, and in fact, the best programmer I've ever met. I graduated from college in computer science. Mm-hmm. So, and I did programming for 10 months. That was my job. Um, I, I know a lot of programmers. The best one I've ever met was, was the second dude I ever hired in the Philippines. He no was way. also making $250 a month. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Now, this is 11 years ago. They're, they're not making this today. And that dude is not with me anymore. Uh, because he now makes probably $5,000 a month. He's nice. so incredibly talented. Nice. But I do have full-time programmers that, that work for me, and they're very, very, very good between seven fifty dollars and $1,000 a month. Full-time. And in the, uh, in the Ukraine, I, where is it? Is it the Ukraine that's famous for good developers? Where is it again? Um, yes, Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay, so what's the difference? Just to sort of jump in here for a second. People who are looking for developers, they've heard about the Ukraine. Just give us a quick difference between the Philippines and Ukraine in terms of hiring a developer. Uh, I don't know. I've never hired someone in the Ukraine because I find really, really good people in the Philippines. Right. So, uh-huh. I, I, so I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I wish okay. I could answer that better. No, you know what? I, that's but, fine. But like, I have, I have guys that do PHP. I have guys that uh, manage servers. I have an app developer. Um, I have database admins. You know, I mean, like, you find really talented people. Mm. It's just a matter of finding now, them. What, what about what? What about trust factors? Because, you know, how, how do I know that someone there won't steal my clients or my contacts and start their own business? Like you mentioned earlier with your local employees, they were picking up and taking your ideas and starting their own. How do I know this guy who, who I, I've never even met? I mean, he, he could just literally take my whole database and boom, start his own company from the Philippines and, and I'm, I'm finished. So do you have someone in the Philippines working for you? No, I'm asking this because I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> okay, great. So, so totally. Um, this is... Yeah, by the way, just, just, just so you should know, I don't know if you know my background, but I also work like, I don't know, like two hours a day. Um, and I also, yeah. I play tennis, you play golf. But I mean, um, I outsourced my whole company to a company, meaning companies. I, I hire companies in the UK to basically work for me and do, do everything I need to do. And so I also outsource everything, except I don't outsource to the Philippines. Um, but yeah. maybe after this conversation... <laughs> <laughs> um, might have a change of heart. So what I what I found with the Philippines. So this is I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm going to answer your question in kind of a roundabout way and, and teach a whole bunch of different things with this. Okay. Um, I had no idea what I was getting into when I hired this guy. It was the single most liberating experience of my life yep. because I was trying to do everything myself. All of a sudden, I had this dude. It was costing me seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. And he could do anything I asked him to do if I was willing to teach him. Mm-hmm. And I just had to be willing to teach him. But then he could take full systems off of my plate. And I could then focus on more important things. 
and mm-hmm. and eventually, uh, after probably six months, I don't remember exactly, probably six months, I hired a developer to do the development work on on my sites, which I was previously doing, and and I so I had replaced myself two different times in my business, and it was amazing. I all of a sudden I could focus on sales and marketing instead mm-hmm. of on. Uh, the details of SEO and articles and content and the details of programming, which is impossible to do all that yourself. Mm-hmm. I was able to turn those over to, to people whose full-time job was to do that. And it was costing me $1,500 a month full-time for them. Wow. That's one person's salary basically in the, in the U S no. That's a very, very cheap person. I mean, salary cheap in the person US. Salary, I mean, $1,500 yeah. a month. That's, that's $18,000 a year. You're not going to find someone for that. No way. Oh yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it. It's like the the difference is like um, per person is like a five to eight times cheaper, maybe five to ten times cheaper. Wow! So basically, you can Not hire that, you can hire ten people in the Philippines and get only one for that in the U.S. Wow, that's crazy. That, that's a whole team. That's incredible. So, yeah, we have nineteen people that work for us, and I think our our payroll is like thirteen thousand dollars a month. Um, oh my goodness! What about building a sales team? Can you can you build a sales team in the Philippines, or are they not good at sales and marketing? You can. You just have to teach them, and you have to hire the right people. It's more difficult. Mm, okay. Like a telephone sales team, it's it's harder, but you can do it. Okay. So so I'll go back and answer your question now. What I found over the years with Filipinos is there's a there's a set of cultural differences there that don't exist anywhere else in the world. And not that any of these individual things don't exist. It's that there's a combination of things. So one, um, they look up to foreigners. The Philippines has never governed themselves until like 1950 or 60 when the, the U.S. had saved them in World War II. Mm help them govern for a couple of years and then turn them over to themselves. So they were always governed by foreigners. I don't know why that led them to looking up to foreigners, but it did. So, um, they look up to foreigners, which means they're honest with you. So you, you'd be shocked at how honest they are. And not everybody in the country is honest, obviously, mm-hmm. but when you hire someone and you vetted them, well, they'll be very honest with you. Um, to the point where my guys over there have my credit cards, they have access to my email account, they have access to all of my hosting accounts. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. You, you, you everything. Gave, you give them your credit card number. They have my credit card number. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe this. I mean, especially nowadays with everything that's going on in the internet, with, with uh, what's it called, uh, identification theft. You're giving out your credit card number to people in the Philip. Wow. So I'm not suggesting that you do this. Right. I'm just saying it shouldn't take you as long as it took me to realize how honest that person is that you hired on the other side, how trustworthy they are. Hmm. Over the years, I've probably helped um, 50,000 Filipinos get jobs. Wow. And, and one time have I heard of a Filipino stealing something from their American client other than time. Oh one goodness. time did they steal something. And that time was because they did work. Their employer decided not to pay them, mm-hmm. and the Filipino just wanted to get paid. Mm. So I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, because it probably doesn't, and I just haven't heard about it. But I hear a lot, and this is not one of the issues. So another another thing is they're very, very loyal, almost to a fault of Filipinos, where like when you hire them and you treat them well, they won't quit because they're so loyal, as long as you treat them well. Mm. Um 
So like the dude, the first programmer that I ever hired is so good. He emails me one day and says, sir, I'm so sorry. I got a job in Singapore making $4,000 a month. I was paying him $500 a month. Wow. He says, I'm going to take it. But don't worry, sir. I'll continue to work for you part time at the rate you're currently paying me. Wow. That's how loyal they are. So you hire someone. If you treat them well, and that's a big key, you have to treat them well. They will work for you for as long as you will have them. So can you give examples, just just a few brief examples of of what do you mean when you say treating them well? What what kind of things do they expect? Okay, so let me tell you one more more short Mm -hmm. thing about them because this is going to answer your previous question. Sure. And then I will answer that. Um, Your last question was, how do I know they're not going to steal my business? So you combine these other things that they like you, that they're honest, that they're loyal, and they're not entrepreneurial in the Philippines, which is such an odd characteristic to me, Hmm. where entrepreneurism is looked down upon in the Philippines. It's looked down upon as risky. Plus, you think about someone making $500 a month, Hmm. spending $12 to buy a domain to go do it on their own is that's, that's a risk, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the situation where it's, it's just a different experience. And so my experience doing this has been so different than, than elsewhere in the world. And, you know, if I hire someone locally, I'm probably going to get better work done than if I hire someone in the Philippines. And it depends on what it is. It depends on what, what the skill is. And, you know, if it's like writing English content geared at Americans, I'm probably going to hire someone locally to do it. Hmm. Um, Although I do have Filipinos who write for me geared at Americans and they're really, really good at it. Hmm. Um, But you combine all these cultural traits and you just get a different experience than anywhere else in the world. Okay. So your, your question, your last question, Mm -hmm. uh, some, a couple experiences about what do they expect? So here's the, here's the major issue that Filipinos that, that people find in hiring Filipinos. Filipinos disappear they because disappear. Uh, culturally, they're sh- they call it shy. They, they say they're shy. They don't want to stick up for themselves. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to disappoint you. They're a very pleasing culture. And so if something goes wrong, they kind of shrink and they mm. want to hide. Rather than sticking up for themselves, rather than saying, hey, I don't know what's going on here or, Hey, I don't understand your instructions or, Hey, I don't agree with you. Hmm. Um, and rather than saying yes, which is, you know, the term yes, man, like you get in other countries, Hey, how's the project going? Yes. Is it going to be done (laughs) in time? Yes. When you know it's not right (laughs) in the Philippines, they don't do any of that. They will just shrink away and become silent. Hmm. So, um, what kind of treatment do they expect that makes them stick with you long term with their loyalty? It really is a matter of you getting trust in them. So very often, and, and your question to me was, how do I know I can trust them? Yeah. My question to you is the opposite. How do they know they can trust you? Because we don't think about that typically when we're hiring someone. We think, how do I know I can trust them? They're thinking the same thing back. How do I know I can trust you? And if they don't trust you is when you have problems. Mm-hmm. If they trust you, um, they'll be amazing. They'll become rock star workers for you. So how do you gain trust in, the, in a Filipino worker? There's a, there's a number of things. Number one, they thrive on positive feedback. More, than, more so, I mean, positive feedback is a general management technique, whatever, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
But it's more so in the Philippines. It's very important that anytime you give them feedback, you give them the negative feedback or the criticism uh, after you give them positive feedback. Like, hey, thank you for trying hard on this. Mm-hmm. Even though you think they didn't try hard, even though everything they did sucks, thank you for trying. Or, hey, I love what you did here, this and this and this. Now we need to fix this. So that's a really big deal, giving them positive feedback. Giving them regular feedback, like every day, is a big deal. Hmm. Uh, it goes a long ways in the Philippines culture. Another way to build their trust is I use Jing, or I, I use Snagit, but Jing is very similar, um, or any screen capture tool that allows you to quickly and easily send video feedback where they can hear your voice. Um, it just increases the the relationship so much because – if you're working in an office with someone, you you talk to each other. You see each other. If you're working on the other side of the world with someone, you don't. Right. And so sending a video of feedback, uh, you know, them seeing your screen and hearing your voice goes a long ways toward them feeling like they know you. Um, what about Skype? So that, that's do, a big do, one. Do you Skype? Another one is never threatening to fire them. Um, huh. Like often people will – I mean I find – this is this is the this is the biggest problem I find with employers is someone's not working out a hundred percent and they're like, oh, I'm done with you. You you're not working hard enough or you're lazy or whatever it is. You're fired. Mm-hmm. And I'll just get another one. You know, like they <laughs> think that this person is a robot. Right, right. Right. Where life's hard in the Philippines. It's a third world country and it's hard. And if you want to if you want to hire a rock star, really, you have to create a rock star. Yes, you can hire rock star workers. Um, but most of the people that I have that are absolutely rock stars that like if I sold my business, I would not sell these workers with it. Not that you're selling a worker, but like I wouldn't have them go with the company because I love them and I just want them working for me. Mm-hmm. It's because I've worked through hard times with them where their productivity was low and I worked it out with them. And now they're unbelievably good for me. So how do you, how do you, um, you ask, how do you build trust? Those are the ways that, that you build, that you build trust in that worker so that they stick with you long-term. Right. No, very, very cool. And that was a very long answer. Yeah, no, request. no, but it, but it, but it was very in depth and I think it was very necessary. Um, but you, you work, um, 17 hours a week. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you do in those 17 hours? Because if, if, if basically you've outsourced everything, Technically, you should be able to just uh, kick back, relax, and play golf all day. So the the thing that I – well, okay, so I've been there where <laughs> I did, where I didn't do anything. I was working one hour a week, mm. and it, it's not enough. Like I get bored, and I have to have something that I'm doing that keeps my brain engaged. Yeah. So the thing that I find that most entrepreneurs fail with is they're not willing to think. Like – they want someone else to make decisions in the business, hard decisions. They want someone else to write that sales copy that's small, but they don't want it. They don't want to pay a copywriter. Right. But they don't want to think about what the audience needs and wants and, you know, what's the best marketing thing. They don't want to think about the hard decisions of this website like, no, we shouldn't add this piece because it's just adding too much. It's adding confusion. Mm-hmm. So what I've found is most effective for me is to think like – I have my Filipino workers do work and then they send it back and I, I think through what they did and I give feedback or I think about 
here's the direction this business is going. Here's what we need to do to get there. Here's what I want you to do now. So I think through things and I give feedback and I give instructions and I give it to people. And then they do the work. So I never do work. Um, years ago, I lost access to my servers. Like I don't, I don't know how to access my our, our hosting accounts <laughs> wow. anymore. That's funny. Um, I don't really know how to get into our Facebook social media. You're kidding me. So, so they've got all. So, so they've got all the passwords as well. They they've got all of your passwords and everything. They just log in. No, it goes beyond that. Um, I didn't set up any of our like social media <laughs> oh my goodness i here's okay here's a story for you yeah <laughs> one day i found a facebook fan page i don't know if it's still called a fan page because i hate facebook but, but <laughs> i found a i found a facebook page for online jobs.ph which yep. had a thousand likes on it no oh that's hilarious and i sent an email to people saying like hey did anybody create this what is this where did this come from <laughs> And I get a response back from one of the people in the Philippines who said, yeah, sir, I hope it's okay. I created it because I thought it would be good for us to have a presence on Facebook. Wow. Wow. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess, sure. <laughs> Sounds great. So that page today has over 100,000 likes. Nah. And I haven't done anything. Well, hold on so a second. they created I, I, it. They've marketed it. They've done everything for it. I don't how? know how to get into it. Well, let me ask you that. You, you said before that the uh, people in the Philippines, they're not entrepreneurial. They don't think out of the box, right? They just take instructions. No, 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 no. I didn't say they don't think out of the box. Okay. I said they're not entrepreneurial. Right? That dude works for me. Right. Who created that. The girl who pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to start doing Facebook marketing, and I kept saying no because I hate Facebook. Right. Because it's such a giant time suck. Yes, it me. is. Yes. And so I don't understand it. I don't understand Facebook marketing. Mm -hmm. But she pushed and pushed and pushed. And finally, I said, yes. I've never done any of it. She does it all. So let, let, so let, they think out of the box. They'll think. But you have to build their – you have to gain their trust before they will. So you can hire a, a Filipino worker and say, um, you know what? Here's a budget, $100 a month. I want to get – I want to do some marketing. Here you go. Go and go and do the marketing. Would they be able to figure out the best, um, I guess, the best way to market your product? So I had developed a lot of that. Like here, the best way meaning, um, here's the message we tell people to bring them in. Like here's here's our marketing message. Mm -hmm. Go spread it. Go spread it, and they'll do right? it. But if yeah, if if they'll go spread it, sure. But if you say, "Hey, go do marketing for me," mm, it's not yeah. going to work. And here's why: this is this is really critical because okay. this is this is the disappearing Filipino thing. Okay. So Filipinos don't want to disappoint you. They don't want to let you down. They don't. They're very worried that you're going to be disappointed with their work, and especially if you haven't given them direction towards something, they're disappointed. And this, all of this applies until you have gained trust in this person, and it takes time. Mm -hmm. So um, if you say, if you hire someone to say, hey, go do marketing for my website, even if they know what they're doing, they're going to do work fearing that you're going to be disappointed in their work. Mm. And then they're going to be shy about it. And then if you're not thrilled with it and you say, oh, I, I, this is, what, what is this? then they're going to be less apt to do that work in the future because they're scared. 
Right. And they would rather not be scared. They would rather not be, they would rather not let you down than they would disappear. They'd rather just disappear. Right. Right. And, and find another job. So you have to gain their trust uh, up until then you can hire someone and say, Hey, we're going to do Facebook marketing and here's how we're going to do it. And I, and, and so here's what I, here's what I've done. When I finally let her do the Facebook marketing, she pushed and pushed and pushed and said, we need an edit- editorial calendar. And I said, no, I don't want an editorial calendar. I don't like it. <laughs> right. Can I hire and this she, woman, she, by the way? She's She sounds wonderful. No. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds great. <laughs> She's awesome. So is her sister. Get They're me her sister. Amazing. Give me both of them. <laughs> um, and it, no, you can find other people like this. Right. So I finally let her create an editorial calendar, create this stuff, but I want to see what you're posting ahead of time. So you create the posts or whatever you're doing, your tweets or whatever, mm-hmm. and you send them to me. I want to see them. Mm-hmm. And, and when she sent them, I edited some of them because it was like, okay, like this isn't exactly the message that I want, mm-hmm. but here you go. Right. And after editing them a little bit, then she got it. And it was like, I, I don't ever touch or look at anything. That's anymore. amazing. Wow. Because I think that's another thing that people listening to this are, are, are worried about, including me, is that I don't want to hire someone who I end up having to micromanage and edit and all this stuff. And then in the end, I end up spending more time than I would have at the beginning. And plus, I'm paying someone, so it all ends up being worthless. But from what I'm hearing from you is that they basically learn what you want at, and what your company's all about and the brand message. And once they perfect it, you can just let them go. And they're now, you know... It, it, it runs on its own, which is incredible. I mean, that's ideal. That's the ideal situation. Okay. So yes, it is the ideal situation. And that's what I found. This is everything I ever dreamed of in outsourcing come true. Yeah. Right. But it's not all roses. <laughs> okay. So you're not, what, what you said is nice. You're going to hire them and they're going to learn and but what you said about the difficulty of hiring them and spending more time than you would have yes. is true. You're going to spend more time than you would have for a while. If you want the long-term benefit of it, you have to put in the effort mm-hmm. up front. So the first few months and maybe the first year. Wow, a whole or year. Or the first right. two weeks. Okay. You're going to put in more time. It's easier for you to just do it on your own than it is to teach them. But that girl has worked for me for four years. Right. And she'll work for me for as long as I'll have her. And, you know, I, ha- I now don't have to do it because I was willing to put in the effort up front to go through the difficulty. And now, sh- and now, and now I get the benefit. So this isn't like some magic bullet. Right. It's not, it's not an overnight fix your business. They're going to run it for you. Thing. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, I mean, I get that. I get people, I get people saying, my, well, my no, dad I, I, called me yesterday. Yeah. Hey, do you have an app developer in the Philippines? <laughs> yes. Can he build me an app? <laughs> well, my guy's full time, but I could probably find you some someone else. Oh, great. Okay, we want to build like Uber. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And I'm like, mm, nope, this isn't gonna work. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, like, they're Uber. not. Nope. That's it's not. Yeah. You're not gonna find someone to build your business for you. Right. Right. You have to build the business. You just have help. Because you I still get, have to give direction, and you still have to right. guide, and you have to teach, and, and 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 some of it's hard. Like you have to think, and a lot of most a lot of people, most people don't want to think, is what I've seen. 
Mm. So the people that I see succeed with this are willing to think. They're willing to think through the hard stuff and they're willing to put in the effort. And then, but I get testimonials all the time. Like this is how you live the four hour work week. I get people telling me all the time, oh yeah, I was, I was doing all the work and then I hired these guys and it took a while, but, but now I'm, you know, I golf or what, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And yeah. I, I work 20 hours a week. Cause I was going to, I was going to ask people. you, I was going to ask you, cause if you read the four hour work week, which I'm I, there's no question you have clearly. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of people listening have read it. It's a, it's a little bit deceiving in a way. I hope Tim, if you're listening to this, yeah, uh, no offense, but it, it makes it you make it sound so free, easy, Tim. Right? He makes it sound so easy. It sounds like he just kind of puts a system in place, and then they all just work, and it just ticks. Yeah. So, um, I you know I liked the four hour work week, and as I read it, I thought so many times like this is me, this is my life. He's describing, but. There's some stuff that I don't agree with in there. Like he he talks about using Ask Sunday, which is a company in India where you say, uh, hey, we need this done. Do it for us. And and they're going to give it to somebody and that somebody in the company is going to do something for you. And then the next week somebody else is going to do it. And, and if it's not done right or, or whatever, then you can't correct the mistake with them. All you can do is correct your training until you get the system perfect, perfect, perfect. Mm with your training, which is really hard to do as opposed to hiring someone. And if they don't do it right, you teach that same someone the correct way to do it. Right. It's very different when you, when you're dealing with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. other side that he doesn't talk about very much is all the thought work that he had to do to get it to that point. And most people think, Oh yeah, I'll just hire someone and they'll do it for me. And that's right. not real. No, it's, he's a, he's, a, he's clearly a smart guy. He obviously put in, you know, in the time to really think it through. What tools would you recommend our listeners who are looking to, to hire a Filipino worker? What tools do you use um, that are the most efficient to work with, uh, with people in the Philippines? Okay. So I'm going to start off with, this is, you guys can take this for what it's worth. I own onlinejobs.ph. Mm-hmm. It is the best and biggest marketplace to find Filipino workers. And really, it's kind of the only one. Um, you could use Upwork or whatever, but it, it it's so – I don't understand why people do that. It Like it's cheaper for the first um, six hours, and then for the rest of your life, it's twice as expensive. It doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Um, so that's that's the first place. And I and you know, obviously I said you can take this for what it's worth. I own it. But if you're gonna go find a worker today, that's the place to go. Okay. And w- um, what about find so someone how, at onlinejobs.ph? So, so how does it then, work? How does it work? Someone listening to this says he's, they've been listening to this and say, Wow, this is amazing. This is I, I want to do this. What do they need to do to get started? So at online jobs, you have two options. You can post a job and have people apply. Um and then you search through the resumes, and that's a great way to do it. Okay, but that, the other but that, option that could is be you, in the pain in, in the rear end because, you know, you're trying to find a diamond in the rough, and then you've got to go through a whole bunch of – that sounds like a pain. So what, is there any other simpler solution? So the other option is you search and look at profiles and contact people. Okay. So it's like monster.com where you're going to look at people's resumes and say, hey, I like your skill set. I want to hire you. Okay. So either way, you know, you're like you're you post a job, you say here's the skills I want, people will apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them won't have the skills you want. You just have to weed through it. 
and and I have all kinds of stuff that I've talked about in other places, like every place myself, where I teach how to do this effectively. Right. Um, or you look at resumes and you contact the people you think fit. Now, here's the mistake that I see people making. They zero in on one person. Like, that's the dude I want. They're <laughs> shortlisting candidates at first. Yeah. That's the dude I want. Yeah. And they contact him and they never hear back from that person. Mm. So I told you Filipinos are loyal. And they're so loyal that if they have a job already, like if they have a full-time job, they're likely to not even reply to your inquiry. Hmm. Because they're loyal to that job. And not all of them, but you'll see this as you do this. Like I'll email 30 people. I'll contact 30 people at online jobs when I'm looking to hire someone Mm -hmm. and I'll get responses from 10 of them. And, um, five of those responses will take a couple of weeks where they'll say, sorry, sir, I didn't respond because I already have a job, so I'm not really available. And you know, like I said before, they don't want to disappoint you, (laughs) but they're loyal. So they, they don't even want to respond. So rather than shortlisting someone up front, contact a lot of people and, And see what responses you get and see who's who's a good fit for your job. And, and if you don't get someone else, try something else. Try posting a try posting uh, a job and seeing who responds. You'll get different people right. both ways. Uh, you'll get different people responding to your job uh, post than you will you contacting people. And how much um, how much does it cost for someone to to use your site, your services to to hire a Filipino Filipino? It costs fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for a month's access. To and then you can post jobs or you can contact people, whatever you want. It's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks per month. Yes. So it's like in terms of hiring stuff, it's the most affordable way there is. Right. Um, Because the other option is you go like when I started, I went through a company and I paid. They found the person for me. Yeah. Or they gave me two options of people I could hire. Right. And. You know, it wasn't like at online jobs where we have hundreds, hundreds of thousands of profiles. Um, they gave me two, and I hired one of them. Wow! Right. And um, and then I paid them seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. Which, if you're going to do this today, it's going to be over a thousand dollars a month. And they're going to pay that person three fifty or four hundred a month. Right. So how much uh, should how much should someone expect to pay a full time uh, Filipino worker today? So it depends on who you're hiring. Um, my staff ranges between four fifty and a thousand dollars a month. Now, most of those people I've had with me for a while, okay. And so they've had good amounts of raises. But you know, if you're hiring someone to do SEO, for example, you're going to pay four hundred, five hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. for a full time person. And you can find people at three hundred. Um, if you're going to hire a good developer, you're going to pay eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. You're going to hire a good designer, you're going to pay six to eight hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. for full time work. Wow. Um, and, and let, a good writer yeah. will be four to seven hundred dollars a month for full time work. So on, on your website it says two hundred and fifty dollars a month. What does that what does that get you? What website? Uh, <laughs> your uh your online jobs dot ph. It does oh does it? So I think it should say from two hundred and fifty. Well no, I'm saying it says probably from, but I'm saying uh I'm just yeah. trying to understand. So, so the the two hundred and fifty dollars—that's like the basic. Is that just like a basic, basic PA type of 
Yes. Like you're going to find someone to do data entry for two. Yeah. And you can find people cheaper than 250. You can find someone for $200 a month. Mm. I hired someone one time for a hundred dollars a month full time. Wow. And she was thrilled to have a job. Wow. She wasn't very good. She's handicapped. She didn't think she would ever work even. And then when she had worked for me for a year, she wrote me a poem and the poem was like, I, sh- I should find this again and so I can read it. <laughs> oh my gosh, is this really happening? I, can- I don't believe this is real. I just got a job offer and it looks like it's from a foreign employer and it's real. Yes, <laughs> this is happening to me. I can't believe it. Uh, I have a job. I never thought I would work. Wow. And today is the one year anniversary and this has changed my life. That's so cute. <laughs> so she wasn't very good. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> That's but she was a hundred dollars a month, um, so you can find people at two hundred fifty. Okay, what, but you're you're realistically you're looking at more. What what I'm trying to understand, John, just because uh, I know we need a we need to end soon, um, and this has been incredible. Um, how are you making money? Because if you're charging fifty dollars a month, I'm assuming most people they don't need more than a month to find, you know, someone they're looking for, and then therefore they're only paying fifty bucks one time. How is this sort right. of how how is this how are you making money, like serious money with this? So what we have found is, and this is this is something Google Analytics wouldn't ever show me because it, it doesn't track like this. I had to use Whoopra, Whoopra? which shows I, me individual behavior over time. How, how do you spell what that? What we found is um, when someone comes to our site and looks at profiles and they see the kind of talent that they can find and how affordable it is, at some point, whether it's today or in 18 months, they're going to come and hire someone, which means they're going to pay us $50. And if someone pays us $50 once, the likelihood of them coming back to hire someone else in the future is very, very high. Mm-hmm. I've seen it enough to know that if if someone if we can get someone to come and look and hire someone, they're very, very likely to hire another person. And whether that person be in two weeks or three months or three years, they're going to come back again. Um, I've seen that the flow of people only goes one direction in outsourcing. Um, Nobody goes from us to a company to hire someone for them. Nobody goes from us to Upwork to hire someone. Yeah. The flow only goes from they started up work and they find frustration and they end up <laughs> they end up if they if they find us they end up at us and, and that's the end of it. Or if they hire with a company they end up at us and that's the end. No, nobody nobody go not nobody obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but the flow really goes one direction. So that's very cool. You know, we yeah, we have a good service and people love it. So I'm going to be a bit cheeky now. Uh, I'm going to ask you if if, uh, if you if, can you offer a discount or some sort of uh, a free trial for our listeners. If they, no. they <laughs> how did I know you? How did I know you're going to say that? <laughs> we don't we don't do it. We've never done it. We don't. Do <laughs> Listen, guys, it's uh, worth a shot, right? I did try. You can't blame me for trying. <laughs> if you don't ask, you, know, you like, don't get. Yeah, like you said. Uh, it's pretty dang affordable. Right. You know? Right. I kind of even, and, you know what? I'll be honest with you, John. In, in fairness to you, when you told me it was $50, I kind of felt like, oh, come on. I, I, I can't get a discount on that. But you know what? Always worth a shot. 
But uh, yeah, and we're not taking a cut of your worker's salary. Right. Right. You're not tied into us. Right. You hire them and you're done with us. Right. And you communicate with them on your own and you pay them on your own. It's incredible. Um, so for, it's fifty bucks. That, that, I, I, this is inc- this has been incredible. John, what's the best way for for my listeners to get in touch with you? Certainly not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we <laughs> we got that part. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to be sharing this on Facebook. I hope you uh, you share it as well, you know, because I'll be. Ta- <laughs> uh, I, so I I have gotten a little bit more active on Facebook, and and we will we will share this for you. Okay. Um, Appreciate I it. won't, but someone will. Right. <laughs> uh, um, I am infinitely available through email. I do not talk on the phone to people, but if you email, uh, you can look at me up at johnjonas.com. And you, if you contact me there, I will get it. If you contact me through online, onlinejobs.ph, if you ask for me, it will get to me. Like I always make myself available. All of, all of our support people in the Philippines know if something's for me, they send it to me and I will personally respond. So I will always be available through email. Amazing. Um, and so John, this has been incredibly inspiring. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow listeners. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.